Hey folks, how are you? Welcome to today's episode of Talking Downy with Mario and Eric. And again, welcome. I'm Mario Guerra, the two-time former mayor of the great city of Downey, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Pierce, uh, the editor of the Downey Patriot and the Norwalk Patriot. I always like to give some love. There is a Norwalk Patriot. There, there is a Norwalk Patriot. Patriot. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah, so there's some, So I want to make sure we give you love on that. So um, anyways, Eric and I uh, always like to talk about Downey. Uh, we both live here. We both love this passion. We're both passionate about this community. Yeah. And Eric, so what's going on in Downey these days? It's it's uh, some busy times in, in Downey. It's funny because it's not funny, but you know, it's the dead middle of summer. Usually there's not much going on, but there's a lot going on in Downey right now. Yeah. And today we wanted to talk about uh, Downey City Council. Uh, they recently approved a $25 minimum wage for eligible healthcare workers within the city of Downey. Uh, we chatted a little bit. I know that you have some some opinions, uh, also some questions, as do I. Uh, so let, let's talk about. I want I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts on it. I can't believe that they did this without an impact report. I can't believe that they did this on a rush basis. I cannot believe that the council would be so irresponsible to not talk to the healthcare employers and see what the ramifications would be. It's it's unbelievable to me. It was a 4-0 vote and all they could talk about was either putting it on the ballot or voting on it right now. Uh, should we get an impact study and so forth? And because I watched the video of that mm -hmm. section of it and bottom line like well we you know the other cities aren't uh, are, you know we're not sure what the results mm -hmm. would be. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that we as a medical hub in the city of Downey um, could do something like this. And this is making it $25 an hour for a healthcare worker. Mm -hmm. But here's the key. The ones that the people, some of the people that came up there, some of the uni employees and the nurses and some mm -hmm. of the doctors and LVNs, and, and we all appreciate it. We all love healthcare workers, especially of the mm -hmm. pandemic. We know what they did. This wouldn't impact them one, one bit because they're already making over $25 an hour. So, you know, ideology, it's bad that government meddles in the private sector. I mean, what's next? Restaurant workers? What if the cities just said these four same council members, let's make that $25 an hour. How about retailers? So it doesn't make any sense. They don't know what the ramifications, so they just shop blind because they wanted to appease the union. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Donald Plant said that. He says, oh, because of you know the union, the hospital sent me this to making sure at home I changed my mind. I've always been a union person. I'm going to vote for the union. Okay, but what does that mean for your city? Can right. you at least identify that? So, so the city council had two options. Right. They could have approved the minimum wage, which they did, or they could have placed it on the November ballot and let voters decide. Okay. Uh, but they had a third option. They what could was the third option? Do nothing. Do nothing. Yeah. They could have done nothing. They could have done nothing. Because right. there's only, you know, there's 88 cities in LA County, and there's only been seven of them that are quote unquote doing something about this or mm -hmm. looking into it. LA passed it the other day without an impact study. Right. Long Beach is going to pass it. On there. They're saying we're going to do what the union says, and that's where how mm -hmm. we don't care. You got Baldwin Park didn't act on it. That was one of the one cities that was being targeted by the union. Culver City still has not acted on it. Mm -hmm. 
Duarte was actually going to be voting on it. They haven't acted on it yet. Inglewood and Monterey Park saying we're doing an impact study to see how it impacts our community. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes sense. So what they had a choice of three, and they picked. Let's just do it. Okay. What What's interesting to me is making this decision without knowing how your decision could impact your your community, your yeah. city. You know, Downey over the past you know, 10, 15 years has really become a medical hub, like yeah. you said, with, with Kaiser, PIH, right. Rancho, and all the other affiliated healthcare facilities that provide those support services. Right. And so there's, there's, I don't know, what to, how many healthcare workers are there in Downey? We, I, I, we I have over know. a thousand doctors. So obviously with doctors, you have their office staff and you have other people right. and, and nurses in their office and so forth. So, but again, that's what's crazy, you're right. They don't know. And they wouldn't wait to get an impact study. So let me tell you this, so I'm looking to open up a clinic, okay? So I'm looking around the, here in this area, I was thinking of Downey. Why would I do it in Downey when I can go next door and do it in Cerritos? Uh -huh. I can do it in Whittier, I can do it in these other cities. Uh -huh and not pay my receptionist, and, and again, this sounds terrible, you guys, we want everybody to make a lot of money. I just, I, you know, I just don't like being told, but... Your, your argument is more on, on, on principle. On principle. On, on having the well, government tell you sure. how much, as a private business, what you have sure. to pay. Well, it's also, you know, Economics 101. Mm -hmm. So why would you open that, that clinic here when you can go to one of these other cities? So this isn't gonna get more jobs, this is gonna take away jobs. And in the future, when your leases come up and you have a clinic here or you're a, a healthcare facility, you know, and it's interesting, it only impacts Kaiser and PIH. Rancho is quote unquote a public because it belongs sure. to the county, right? So it didn't impact Rancho, which kind of is a little hypocritical too. Mm -hmm. it, it impacts one, it impacts everybody. Well, that was one of the arguments uh, against, uh, because there were people who spoke out against, against this, mm -hmm. and that was one of their arguments is that this this new ordinance discriminates against other employees and the funny part like if we had that economic impact report maybe we would know how many people specifically are being excluded right. and how many people are being included and that's what bothers me the most like as far as the minimum wage you know i'm probably not even smart enough to have an opinion i have mixed mixed opinions on it but what bothers me is is making a decision without considering the ramifications. Right. I, I don't understand it. But, Eric, I hate to say this, as a, as a former mayor, I've always stood up for our city and I still always will. That's the dysfunction of this current council. Mm -hmm. It's just unbelievable. It doesn't make common sense. Mm -hmm. No practical person would do that. And then the arguments that they showed were ridiculous. So, just make an informed decision, then I guess we'll feel better. If you're saying, okay, look, our, our impact study shows that it's going to cost $50,000, you know, in the economy here, and right. it's, it's only going to hurt X people on there. Okay, then make a decision. Mm -hmm. But now you're just shooting blind. And you're, you're, guessing. Like, you're guessing. And you're hoping that it works out. But common sense, business dictate, shows you that this is going to be, and, and it's interesting, it's going to be detrimental. Kaiser and PIH, look, first of all, Technically, they're both nonprofits. I'm not saying that, you know, to feel sorry for them. Uh, but also, both of those hospitals, you know, we're, when the cost goes up, it's not, it's not stockholders that are putting more money in their pocket. 
it's it's basically the hospital is going back into you know better facilities, better health care, and so forth. Right. So the thing that worries me is the cost of health care will continue to go up. Um, we want everybody to make a lot of money, but think about it this way: you're giving a forty percent raise to some workers. Forty percent rate. So the orderly, the janitor there, the somebody else, and again, God bless them. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's hard because I'm going to sound cold because mm -hmm. of that. So I want everybody to make it. But you can't tell somebody you need to pay forty percent more mm -hmm. than what you're currently paying, and you can't charge your your customers anymore. You should. Right. I don't get it. Right. I don't understand that. I mean, if theoretically other industries can come now before the city council and demand the same thing. Sure. I mean, like you said earlier, you know, grocery store workers and restaurant workers, and there's right. so many other segments of the community that have to work during the pandemic. Right. And I, I have to work, and I've been lucky enough to be able to, to work from home sure. and work remote. Sure. But it's not really the point. The point is like, where, where do you where, where do you draw the line? Well, according to this council, it's on healthcare workers without information to know it. So yeah. I, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I guess I expected better, and it keeps getting worse and worse. So, is there any? So what happens now? Because I know in in Los Angeles, uh, they were the first city to do this, right. uh, but now I think there's a there's a referendum. Um, uh, they're, they're trying to create a referendum to maybe get this reversed. Do you know anything about that? Well, here, I mean, you got to remember, you have the unions have been coming to door to door in our city trying to get the petition signed to put it on the ballot. They, yeah. They've been doing that for months. We've known that. They came to my house. And I'm like, well, I'm all for health care workers. And they actually shamed me. Well, if, you're not, if you don't sign this, then you don't care about your fellow mm -hmm. human being. And then I was kind of, then I got a little bit perturbed on there and thought, I care about my fellow human beings. I care about health workers. I just want to see what you're saying on your ballot. They wouldn't show me the little yeah. thing, which is illegal. So there's a big organized effort. Why do you think it's only these cities? Why isn't it all 88 cities? Why didn't they put a county-wide right. amendment on there? So because they couldn't get signatures mm -hmm. overall, so they pick and choose mm -hmm. which cities and so forth. So the problem is, like, to answer your question directly, it takes money to do that. It mm -hmm. takes effort. So you and I are upset that the city did this, but what's the concentrated effort against it? Do you want you and I want to put our money up against it? Probably not, because right. we haven't seen the impact. Right, <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I'm upset. Not so. I, I'm upset. Upset that they did this without the information, right. without basic right. information on what this is going to cost us as a community, right. as a city. Right. The most basic information, I mean, what's what's the rush in doing this? Right. You know, right. it's right. that that was a disappointment. No, I am I'm very disappointed. I'm disappointed in each one of their comments and what they said and what they didn't say. Uh, you know, Catherine Alvarez doesn't say anything. She doesn't have a, a, a conditional thought on this. She just wants to give more money on. That's mm -hmm. great. But I expected more for Block and Pacheco. And it was ironic that the very next day, and I think that's a coincidence, but the very next day after the vote, the union that proposed this all of a sudden endorsed her for right, assembly. I mean, they probably would have done that anyways, and I think that's why she had to push it. But come on, but the it's timing. Not a good luck. It's it, not a good luck. No, it, it the very it, next day. It's political. It's a little bit slimy. It makes it sound like you sold out on mm -hmm. there. You know, Councilman Trujillo even brought up the fact that, hey, shouldn't we get an impact? study and then he kind of went there mm -hmm. and went to him and came back and he said you know PIH and and uh, PIH and Kaiser are going to be fine but he is worried about the smaller mm -hmm. one 
okay, well, how's that going to impact? Oh, you don't know. We have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. And then down the plant was like, that was just crazy. Yeah. It's like, you're just going to go flatly do what the union does. Why not do an impact study? Right. Okay? You're right. only on the council for a couple months. Don't mess it up. And you were one vote of messing things up, potentially. So yeah. anyway, now that I've criticized before, and then Claudia Fermenta did not participate because she works for Kaiser. Kaiser. So right. she wasn't even in the room. So we want to make right. sure our listeners know about that. So. Interesting, interesting. Any final thoughts before we no, wrap this up? No, no. The, the, the city continues on spiraling out of control. Uh, Eric, you and I attended uh, the retirement for Gilbert Levis yeah. uh, after 14 years and 27 years in public service. It was really well. First of all, not everybody was invited, so mm-hmm. it was an honor to be invited. I worked with him as, as, as you know for eight years, and I actually helped hire him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the city council ceremoniously pushed him out. Uh, he deserved better. He still mm-hmm. had some fuel in his tank. He, he didn't want to retire. He didn't to want to clear. retire. No, no, he didn't. He didn't. And I still don't know why. I do know why. It's a power thing. Uh, but he was so, the, the retirement thing was great. Had about 15 former city managers. I think we had seven of his former mayors there, the ones that were invited. Uh, not everybody was invited. Yeah. It was done privately by his mm-hmm. family, thank yeah. goodness, on there. They put it out, and it was a full room at Rio Hondo, a couple hundred people. And it was the right mix of, of, of humor, of legacy, mm-hmm. of you know sadness, of laughter, and storytelling and it was a beautiful send-off and he deserved it so much and you know I got to sit next to uh, Yvette Garcia and her husband uh, Ann and I just sat next to them former city attorney former city attorney on there and I mean and it was great to see all the former staff Mm -hmm. that have been leaving the last so many months because of them pushing out Gilbert because if you can push out Gilbert then what am I kind of thing right right? Right. Uh, so it was great to see all the former staff come back and we, got, we told some great war stories, and, and you got the, you were there. Yeah, and I, I said a few words, and, and I'll just share really briefly. So I started at the Dining Patriot in 2002, basically from the beginning. At the time, the city manager was Jerry Caton. Yeah. And he was already very well established right. in, in, in Downey. Right. So I, did, I didn't have a great relationship with him. Right. I, I was, you know, the, the new kid, and he was, you know, the high, yeah. the, 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 the higher up. So we didn't have a great relationship. When Gilbert came on board, I think in 07, 08, uh, that was fantastic because it was it was a whole new beginning. Right. And then he he was promoted to city manager, right. and so we just built this relationship right. of, of, of mutual respect, right. and it, it was great to be able to call him when I had a question, and he he, knew, he never gave me information that he couldn't. That, that he couldn't, that right. wasn't publicly ac- accessible. Right. But he was always a very straight shooter, very Absolutely. professional. Absolutely. And uh, he, he never gave me a no comment right. it, because it, it felt like, you know, he had nothing to hide, right. you know, ask right. away. And so I, I always appreciated that, that relationship. And you know, the crazy part now is that Downey has a part-time city manager. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, a part-time he, city attorney. And a part-time city attorney. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's hard for me to fathom that a, a city the size of Downey mm-hmm. having a part-time city manager yeah. part-time who commutes from the city of Fresno right. and this isn't anything against him right. as, as a person it's just the circumstances are just sad because Downey deserves better right. but no city manager no competent city manager is going to come work for the city of Downey right now 
right now. There's, there's, no. there's no, no way. Because no you know why? Because we have a dysfunctional city council oh, that's in transition and hopefully recalled and all the other things on there. So, you know, Gilbert, um, I help with the transition. So Gilbert, when we brought him in as assistant city manager, so then we wanted the transition from Jerry Caton. So we had a whole year long because Gilbert was a, a good commodity. He was going to be a city manager somewhere. Yeah. So we wanted the golden handcuffs and keep him around because we wanted him to stay. Mm -hmm. So we worked it out with Jerry Caden when he would retire that Gilbert then would be the known hired already coming in. So right. they were able to work together for about a year and a half mm -hmm. uh, as knowing he was going to be city manager. So it worked out great. Gilbert got to pick his staff. You know, he's picked great police chiefs and fire chiefs. Um, so I was proud to be one of the ones that voted. I, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned it because Gilbert brought in a really good team. Yeah. He, he brought in Brian Psyche, uh, Arlene Salazar, yeah. uh, Shannon DeLong. Yeah. All three went on to become city managers in other cities. Right. Um, right. And it, it shows the quality of staff that we had here. Right. In the city of Downey, right. and we, we just don't we don't have that. Anymore. Well, we still we've lost six top people. We have two more in the last week, and we have a couple more coming up. So it's just sad because everybody the one people that put off the retirement are like okay this is the time to do it, or I can do better. Yeah. And the people that stayed here, several of them have told me that they would have stayed here mm -hmm. longer. They wanted they thought they'd be yeah. retiring here Absolutely. in the city of Downey. So it's kind of sad. So you know what this is on this city council, but again. What they do twenty-five hour dollar an hour minimum wage yeah. for healthcare work without knowing what the ramifications are. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's silly. Mm -hmm. So anyways. But but good for Gilbert on a personal level because he's, yeah. he's 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 still young and healthy and he could do I tell you do whatever he wants to I do. I tell you, so we had dinner with him and after right after the thing. So I can tell you what I know that he did last week. Mm -hmm. So yeah. him and his lovely wife Hetty they went to Puerto Vallarta for a well-deserved vacation and tuned off with the phones out there. He yeah. sent me a picture uh, him out there by the beach and stuff like that. So good yeah. for him. He deserves it. Yeah. He'll he'll you know he'll do some other things like our our city manager now that's an interim city manager and temporary. Yeah. Uh, you know he's been at eight cities. So I think eventually Gilbert will be that interim city manager sure. for other cities and Absolutely. good for them. You know they yeah. got a passionate ethical, you know, uh, a very well-informed person. Whoever gets Gilbert is, is in good hands, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Mario, it was good talking to you. It was always good talking to you, and I hope you'll stay tuned for other episodes. we got another episode coming up. We're going to be meeting with uh, Claudia Fermenta, Councilman Claudia mm -hmm. Fermenta. Mm -hmm. So we have that coming up as another episode wow. soon. We're also going to be talking about the new propositions. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the fewest amount of propositions will be in November since mm -hmm. 1916. So that'll mm -hmm. be good. Some are funny. Mm -hmm. Some are, you know, yeah. indifferent. Sure. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that in some of our future episodes. And if you have some ideas, some things you want us to talk about, we'll be glad to always do so. So thanks for being with us. And thanks for listening to Talking Downey with Mario and Eric.